Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Well, he says he's feeling pretty good for the ripe old age of... <laughs> 27. 27. Woo-hoo! Happy birthday, Happy Young birthday. Thunder. Thank you very much. There we go. <laughs> Whoa, what is this? Isn't that fun? It's very, like, 80s retro, like... Upbeat. Has a little gaming to it for Yeah, you. I just put a quarter in the machine at the arcade. <laughs> so it could play me Happy Birthday? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm not singing to this. You're not? Uh-uh. Okay. Uh, but in my heart, I am. In your heart? In your okay. Heart. As long as it's in your heart. Super Die. Yes. Give me what you most appreciate about Young Thunder. Oh, my goodness. But you um, on the spot. I, I'm trying to narrow it down. To this to be music. Honest, to be honest with you, no, yeah, to this music. This music feels weird. Um, I'll turn it down. I just appreciate his heart. Yeah. Because no matter what he's doing, whether it be work, personal, friendship, uh, he's true to his heart and it's always on his sleeve and honest, transparent. It's his heart. Thank you. And it's a heart for God. Yeah. Number one. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to go next and no turning off mics here, Jonathan. I know it's uncomfortable to have people say nice things about you. I'll accept it. Can't turn our mics off. (laughs) I have gotten to see Young Thunder really grow over the last five years that we've Mm -hmm. worked together. And he has always had a real servant's heart. And it's been cool to watch the Lord really kind of unfold your story Hmm. in a way that's been really beautiful to watch. Hmm. And the the layers of it and the the freedom that he's giving you to share a little bit more and a little bit more. And um, I'm really proud of you. Thank so you. So it's it's been a real joy working with you these five years. So happy birthday to Young Thunder. It's really birthday. kind. I can't think of a better place to have spent five birthdays already. Oh. So thank five you. Five birthdays you spent here. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Birthdays. You started you you started here at Moody Radio at what age? Uh twenty one. So 21. it will be six years at the beginning of February. But for you know, me. but tack that on to being a student at Moody, correct? Yeah, and then I was a student at Moody starting in 2014, so I've really been here for about eight years. You know, it's wild because eight years is a long period of time, but like eight years at the age that you're at. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, you're not wrong. It's like you you walked in here as what, like an 18 year old? I was 18, yeah. Freshman, not really much of a clue. I mean, you probably thought you knew some things, and then you realize <laughs> as you get older, I knew nothing at yeah. 18, oh, and certainly. now you're. You're married and you're a homeowner and you're a you know, working full time in Chicago yeah. radio and like that's a lot of change in eight years. Yeah, I mean, I was flipping burgers like when I came to Moody, oh, and and it's crazy. It it is really crazy to look back and and think about the fact. I mean, I didn't even I wasn't even considering the college portion of my time here, but yeah, yeah, it's life has changed a lot, and I've changed <laughs> a lot, and it's cool to see what God has done, man. We got some uh, posts up for you. If you want to show Young Thunder some love, check out Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> Picture of him and his bride that I put up Aww. so you can wish him a happy birthday. Also, speaking of holidays, 12 Days of Christmas continues today. Jonathan's going to be the one opening the gift. Yes, but it's not right. for him. He's going to be opening a gift. He'll open his own gifts later. But the one he's going to open from under the tree is going to be for two of you. Text the word Christmas to 312-274-9624. Freedom Friday here on Carlin Crew Mornings. Rocking around Christmas. 
this song. So this song good. makes me think of a lot. Uh, makes me think of movies. Uh, yes. Honestly, yes. Absolutely. So in a lot of different movies this Home summer. Alone. Brenda Lee. <laughs> It's 12 Days of Christmas. We're on day two. Make sure you get signed up. Text the word Christmas to 312-274-9624 to have a little fun today. I've got a little Christmas trivia for my coworkers. Oh, no. Some of the questions are pretty easy. Some of them are tough. They're all related to Christmas season. So Christmas movies, traditions, all of that's in play. Here are the rules. If you know the answer, be the first one to ring your bell and give me the correct answer. Okay. If you get it wrong, the other person has an opportunity to steal. Okay. Keep track of your points. We'll see who comes out the winner. You can play along at home, or if you're driving, you can just try to answer out loud. <laughs> yeah. You ready? Keep your horn. Ready. All right, let's start with oh, no. an easy one. Oh, no. Where was, what city was Jesus born in? Okay, that's a tie, but I think I saw Jonathan first. All right. Oh, he was born in Bethlehem. Excellent. Next question. The movie Miracle on 34th Street is based on a real-life department store. What is it? Macy's Super Tie. Of course. <laughs> okay. In the movie Home Alone, where are the McAllisters going on vacation when they leave Kevin behind? Super Tie. You don't Paris. Paris. All right, fine. <laughs> Super nice. Get okay. before I Sorry. finish. I'll breathe. Okay, this in this one. What words follow Silent Night in the song? Oh. Holy Night. Young Thunder gets the point for that one. Thank you. <sighs> in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, what was the first name of Scrooge? Oops, that was me. Yeah, Super it was Super Nice. Ebenezer, right? That's correct. Okay. Next question. Which country started the tradition of putting up a Christmas tree? Where did that start? Ooh. Mm. Anyone? Any any regions? Like, uh, can you give England? me a region? It's in Europe. In, oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> Switzerland. Uh, nope. No. You want to give a guess, Di? Um, Germany? You are correct. I'm no! Thinking of, well, I'm thinking it of Christmas songs. in so, Germany. Okay. I was a guest. A cool guest. According to the song, what did my true love give to me on the eighth day of Christmas? I'm singing the song. Is it Lords of Leaping? No. 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 What is it? Super Dye. Eight maids of milking. Nah, that's maids. <laughs> Super Dye's running away with this thing. Myself. I know. No. Young Thunder, man. You got to bring it. <laughs> well. <laughs> How many gifts in total were given in the 12 days of Christmas? Oh. It's not 12. Wait. Oh, okay. Oh, jeez. Right. Okay. I don't have a calculator. Three. A six, lot. Four. <laughs> six is 10. <laughs> 10 5, 15, See, every 6, day 21, you have to be 7, doing quick math here. Uh, 28 plus 8 36 plus 9 is 45. I feel like I'm on 10 is 55 plus 11 is 66 plus 12. He's really no. in here doing it. Is 78. 78. Nowhere close. What? What Sorry. do you mean? That's only day Sorry one. to say. See, that's the 12 days. Then you have mm-hmm. to go count from day one yeah. is one. Day two is two. Then plus the one is three. Are you kidding me? Here he gave <laughs> gifts. He gave. <laughs> No way. Okay, Super Die, you got an oh, answer? No. The correct <laughs> answer is 364 oh, I gifts. I think more than that. Given okay. in total. Calm down, dude. Couple more yeah. questions. Young Thunder's face is red. Woo! He's amped. He's getting competitive. <laughs> How do you say Merry Christmas in Spanish? Oh. Super Die. Feliz Navidad. That is correct. 
Young Thunder, I feel like I need to throw you I got I'm hitting buttons over here that aren't my <laughs> bell. pointing to his head. <laughs> what is the best-selling Christmas song ever? Best-selling Christmas song Best-selling Christmas song oh. ever. I'm, I'm going to let Young know Thunder that. Why? There's like a million no, of them. but you're nostalgic and you're old school music. Think about it. White <sighs> Christmas. Come on. Right? Bing Crosby. I've been dreaming of a white Christmas. That is correct. All right. Well, Diana gets it because she led me to the whole thing. So, <sighs> and the last sure have question one. of the day. I don't think there's a. I don't think it's close as to who's going to win this thing. But let's go with Stop. one more question. It's not a tiebreaker, but <laughs> this is for all the marbles, all or nothing. <laughs> oh, that's right. This all or nothing. Five hundred points. Yes. What popular Christmas song was actually written for Thanksgiving? What popular Christmas song was actually written for Thanksgiving? Mm. Give it a guess if you don't know. Happy Holidays? Nope. Not. Um, chestnuts not roasting on an open fire? No. No? I'm thinking stuffing chestnuts. Okay, no. Jingle Bells. Really? Classic song, first published in 1857 to be sung at Thanksgiving and not Christmas. What? Yep. Doesn't even... They're right for they're Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay, wrong. total up your points. How did oh. we do? <laughs> I have three. Three? Super die? Oh, I didn't even total my points. You had like eight. <laughs> okay, super this die. is how I feel. How did okay. you do it all? You get extra five for your birthday. Text us and let us know how many you got right. So you, uh, super die for sure is the winner on this one. This is how I feel. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Young Thunder. It's okay. Next time. Hey, coming up, we are back to Isaiah 9 as we talk about the real Christmas story, pulling out these titles for the coming Messiah. This is Carlin Crew Mornings, Freedom Friday. Good to have you with us. It's like coffee, but for your ears. You're listening to Carlin Crew Mornings. Well, we have special guest Dr. Crawford Loritz with us this morning, nationally known speaker, author, former senior pastor of Fellowship Bible Church in Roswell, Georgia. I want to paint a picture for you, Dr. Crawford Loritz. So you've <laughs> seen this many times as a pastor. Someone, they come to church, they get saved, they're excited, they're all in, and then sometimes months, sometimes years pass, and they disappear a little bit. Either they stop showing up altogether, or that fire that they once had, that excitement that they they have possessed kind of starts to dwindle. You see this a lot, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. You know, I've seen it. And uh, and all of us are tempted, quite frankly, in varying degrees, to hit those uh, plateaus in our Christian life. So it's a reality. So why? Why is it, if we, are, if we have the power of the Holy Spirit available to us, why is it that so many people kind of sputter out along the way? Well, you know, there there are many reasons for it, okay? I mean, uh, you know, some of it is sin that is deeply ingrained in us, and uh, we've added Jesus to our lifestyle, and we've made a sincere commitment to to Christ, but there's a stronghold in our lives, and, and, you know, and we lose the energy of fighting that, and we yield to it, which means we pull back from from the Lord. The critical question all of us need to ask is if we're not feeling that closeness, if we're not sensing that closeness to the Lord, we need to stop and ask the big why question Hmm. and uh, do some self-examination. But I think another major piece is uh, the misconception 
that somehow or another my emotions and feelings of freshness can be sustained. You know, emotions are the strongest dimension of our lives, but they're the shallowest. Mm. And or as one person may observe that, uh, you know, our emotions are great passengers, but they're horrible drivers. <laughs> and so you have to. <laughs> that's right. We'll get in a wreck every single time. And so you have to learn. You have to learn that it is my determination and will that will direct my emotions. Now, don't get me wrong. Our emotions are terribly important and feelings are terribly important and they can be warning signs that something is amiss. But we're, we're to live the Christian life based upon decision, based upon sustained determination. And discipline is not a legalistic term. And so as we do that, then we, we choose the path we need to walk on. You got to ask yourself the question, what decisions am I making that prioritize my walk in relationship with Christ? Mm, that's a good question to ask. When you when yes, you talk to yes. people and then you counsel someone, is that what you start with? Do you start immediately with the decisions? Yeah, well, not necessarily. I start with the why question first. And I, I'm saying, well, when did this start happening? When did you sense the drift? Um, when did you sense the deflection? Um, what's going on in your life? And then I ask them to tell me about, tell me about your disciplines. And then I, sometimes we use an illustration of marriage. I mean, you, you know, love is not sustained by one great feeling after another. In a marriage, sometimes you, you do the right things and then the feelings of love follow. And so, you know, it, it, is about, it is about consistently doing the right stuff. Now, there is the affirmation of the feelings, and I don't want to get that wrong. And there is the overwhelming sense that God will visit us of giving us a sense of his presence. That is delightful. But then there are those times in which, hey, Crawford, you need to open your Bible and you need to read that Bible because your life depends on it. Yes. And even if I feel nothing, I've got to believe that the investment is going to pay off in transformation. But sometimes it's just a matter of me doing it because, quite frankly, it is the right thing to do. <laughs> you speak with some wisdom <laughs> and experience there in saying that. Now, a, the problem a lot of times is that this sense of spiritual apathy or empty emptiness is often hidden behind a, a life of a lot of Christian activity, Bible study and serving yes. and uh, going from here to there and showing up at church a lot sometimes. So sometimes it's buried under a lot of activity. What do you do about that? Do you keep on going and hope that you capture that feeling again? Well, Allie, you, you've actually hinted at the, at, the, at the solution in the way you raised the question. I love the expression buried. Mm. You know, Activity is not our relationship with God. And some of us love the process more than we do the destination. And uh, the destination is intimacy with God. I go to Bible study. I, I'm in a small group. I, I'm involved in ministry, not because that's the payoff. These are pathways to engaging with God. Yeah. And, and I, I have to keep my sight on that, that at the end of the day, it's always him. And don't confuse the, the necessary path with that destination. So I'm engaging with God. And quite frankly, I've been there. There have been seasons in my life where I have been so busy that my busyness has actually become an idol. Yeah. It's obscured my relationship with God. And at that point, I think what we all need to do, settle down and pull back and Take a day or get a retreat or whatever it is where I just have my Bible and a journal and just chill. 
Just chill. Confess <laughs> to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Just confess to the Lord my activity, my 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 addiction to to getting stuff done, and uh, your relationship with God is not a matter of an adrenaline rush. Our relationship with God is a matter of submission to Him hmm. and dependence upon Him and falling in love with Him. And how do we do that? Well, the pathway is the reading and the application of God's Word. It's prayer. It's, it's yieldedness to the Spirit of God. Remember, we have a relationship with God. Yes. And, uh, and so I think that's what we need to do. You know, all of us, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too, I like getting things done. I love feels good. checking off my list of things <laughs> to do. Yeah, it feels wonderful. And that's not necessarily wrong, but I always have to keep in, in mind, okay, wait a minute, <laughs> Crawford, Crawford. This is an adrenaline rush. This is not necessarily the control of the spirit. Yeah. Okay. So let's keep that in mind that we're relating to God. Hmm. Dr. Crawford Loritz, our guest this morning, coming up, I'm going to ask him, we're going to get super practical. What are the top couple (laughs) tips that he recommends when it comes to approaching those spiritual disciplines? That's coming up here on Carl and Crew Mornings. Want to put faces to their names? Just follow Carl and Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget, that's Carl with a K. Dr. Crawford Loritz is with us this morning. So let's talk about it. What are some of those things that you apply in your own life when your Bible study or your Bible reading starts to feel stale or your prayer life starts to sputter a little bit? What do you go to to help revitalize it? Okay, well, before I ask that, answer that question, I want to benchmark something. Okay. Uh, there is a principle that I think we all need to embrace, and that is decision always precedes development, meaning that you, you have to decide what's most important to you. Even if you don't feel it, you have to decide that. It's when you make that decision that it sets you on a single-minded focus toward development. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the decision first. In other words, you've got to really embrace the reality that apart from, apart from abiding in Christ, I can do absolutely nothing. categorically nothing, yeah. John 15, 5. I can't, I can't make it. And it's when you understand that and fully embrace that viscerally, it sets you up to pursue him. And in pursuing him, you will discover he's pursuing you. So some of the very practical things, you know, there's a variety of things that we do. You can get stuck in a routine. You just sort of like where you I'm reading three, three or four chapters of the Bible a day or one chapter or a paragraph every day in this devotional. And you got to be careful that, you know, you're just checking off a box. So I, I will vary it at times, but I force myself, I just read the scriptures. And uh, often what I'll do is that I will, I will sometimes read them out loud, even though I'm in the privacy of my, my study or someplace, I'll read it out yeah. loud. And it, there's something about saying it for me uh, out loud that captures my attention and, and keeps my, my mind focused. Often I'll pray through a passage of scripture. This is particularly true with the Psalms. In fact, that's what I'm yes. doing now. I'm, Reading about three psalms a day, I've, I've just started that here over the last few months. Where I get, I, I get on my knees and and just read it out, read the psalm and pray it out loud because the psalms are prayers. I do that. I, I encourage people, however, to just continue to discipline yourself to read through the scriptures. There are times in which you'll be reading for depth, meaning that you you'll. Uh, 
a paragraph will grab you. Don't be afraid to pause there. Yeah. It's not about bragging about how much information you know. And then there are times that you're reading for distance, right? You want to cover a reading program and, and get, get, a, get a panoramic view of, 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 of the consistency of the scripture. So I think reading God's word and remember the Bible is the voice of God. It is not just inspirational fodder. It's not motivational speak. It is the active voice of God. So keep that in mind as you place yourself under that. Then I journal. I, I will write in my prayer journal. Uh, and usually it's an application or something of a passage uh, that God's spoken in my heart about or it triggers a spiritual need in my life and I need to remember and I pour my heart out to God. And I think journaling is really helpful, particularly when you get to those dry spots. You can reach on you yourself. You go back. That journal open. Yes. It. Yeah. You <laughs> see how God car- carried you. And then also, you know, make sure make sure that, that you're practicing the presence of the Lord. It's not just your devotional time in the morning, but ask God to help you to integrate throughout the course of your day. You're constantly praying when you're confronted with issues or, or you're remembering a passage and you're applying that to a situation, a terrible phone call you got or an email or text message that you have. And remember that the goal is intimacy with God. The goal is looking more like Jesus. And so it's not just about compartmentalizing your devotional time. It's about living in the very presence of God. And so your spiritual disciplines help to trigger the very presence of God in your yes. own heart and mind and you're and that you're that and that you're aware of that. So mm. I love that super practical stuff that you, you listening, you can apply, you can put those into practice in your life today. But you, you hit on something when you talked about how when we really embrace the reality at the depths of who we are, that apart from him, we can do nothing. Then we come to him out of, not out of duty or obligation, but out of absolute need that God, I, I cannot do this without you. Dr. Crawford Loritz, thank you for being here with us this morning. Oh, thank you so much, Allie. Giving hope directly from the source. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. You know, this time of year is complicated. It's the holidays. There's the lights and the trees and the gifts and mm-hmm. the parties. And then there, so there's this really festive atmosphere everywhere you go. When you go into stores, things are lit up and uh, the music is playing and there's a sense of jubilation and even people who don't celebrate Christmas kind of get into the festivities of, of it. Mm-hmm. So that's one side of it. But then there's another side this time of year. This time of year can bring out a lot of hard emotions. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah, absolutely. People who've experienced loss often feel it immensely this time of year. People who struggle with maybe uh, maybe mental health challenges, mm. depression, anxiety, those kind of things tend to be heightened this time of year. Yeah. Have you ever noticed that that's the case, that there's kind of those that two-sided coin of the joy to the world, it's Christmas, the season, tis the season to be jolly. Yeah. But then there's a lot of sadness this time of year. There is because, you know, a lot of the... <laughs> I, I think when you think about the the commercialized part of Christmas, mm-hmm. the commercialized part of Christmas brings a lot of pressure yeah. for people. Uh, okay. Even people who know Jesus 
we feel pressure under some of the commercialized things because it's like, oh man, this year has been financially difficult and it's going to be hard to get all my kids Christmas presents. And I don't know how, how we're going to swing this, mm-hmm. but I need to, this time needs to be special for the people that I love. Yeah. And I don't know how I'm supposed to balance all of it. Yeah. So a lot of things that are present throughout the year tend to be magnified during the holiday Absolutely. season. Yeah. Got a couple statistics for you. First one from the American Psychological Association. 38% of people surveyed said their stress increased during the holiday season which can obviously lead to illness, depression, anxiety, even substance abuse. Uh, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, this is uh, their source, 64% of people living with mental illness felt that their conditions worsened around the holidays. So if you think about all of the things that you want for Christmas this year, maybe you have a gadget that you have your eye on. Uh, maybe there's something else that you want. You have a gift that you want this year? Mm. Anything? Yeah, yeah. I've got a gift I want this year. Okay. Is it My, a game? The ga- yes. Is it a video game? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's the season. <laughs> you know, it's, that's normal to have yeah, kind of a, sure. a, a wish list in mind, even if you don't end up getting any of it. You're like, oh, man, I wish somebody would give me that. My son's been asking for an Oculus headset. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Virtual reality. Virtual yeah. reality oh, for, for okay. every every opportunity for like a year. Yeah. Birthday, 4th of July, Christmas. Can I get this headset? <laughs> so he's got his eye on that. But if you could really boil it down, what do you really want this Christmas? And I'm not talking about something that's going to be wrapped and handed to you from under the tree. I'm talking about what does your heart, your soul really long for here at Christmas? If I had to guess probably one thing you can't buy it it's not being sold anywhere you can get it for free though i'll tell you what it is whether it's number one or 100 take that step with jesus today you're listening to carl and crew mornings you can have peace in your heart no matter what's going on around you it's possible Isaiah 9, 6, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. As we've been breaking down these titles as we've moved through the week, it's been learned a ton. I have to say, I think this one is my favorite I'm with you. That's good. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. fair. Just I, because it mm-hmm. so hits at the at the core of every felt need. Yeah, and that I mean that's that's the thing that you're saying is is not that I have a list from top to bottom this one's my least favorite. Right. No, right. you're saying this one speaks to me in a way that is exactly. uniquely special. Exactly. So, Prince of Peace, let me give you some con- context here. One it's kind of the external peace for uh, for God's people, it was the promise that there will be a time when they, there will be no more war, that God is going to bring through Jesus, peace to the nations, that the nations will ultimately look to him for justice, that this kingdom will be established through justice and righteousness, one commentator says. So there's that portion of it. But then as we look throughout scripture, we see that Jesus brings another kind of peace. Jonathan, do you have Ephesians 2.14? I do. Ephesians 2.14 says, for he himself is our peace he or who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. And then Diana, take me to John fourteen twenty seven. Sure. Peace I leave you. 
excuse me, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you, not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So because of Jesus, we can have peace with God, and there is no other way. No other way. No, you're right. And so you think about whatever circumstances that you're up against today. Can you have your peace disturbed even after you're at peace with God? Yes. Yes. I mean, there are moments that you have sleepless nights and you have to ask God, God, I really need you to bring me peace. But that kind of base level peace with God is only accomplished through Jesus. So when Jesus came into the world as a baby, ultimately, he was going to bring peace to people, peace with God, the ability to have peace with each other. And so if you're lacking peace today, I want you to ask yourself a really fundamental, basic question. Am I at peace with God? Because that's the question that has to be settled first. Have you accepted Jesus as your Savior? Have you turned to him for salvation? Because peace with God is not possible through trying harder, through trying to live a good life, through performing a series of good works, through giving to charity. None of those things will bring you peace with God. What brings you peace with God? It's humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God and saying, Jesus, you are my Savior. I give up trying to live life on my own terms. I repent from my sin. I turn and I follow you. That's it. Peace with God is achieved. And then you can begin the work of sanctification, which just is a big fancy word for growing up with God, becoming more and more like Christ. And that's a process that all of us are on and will continue to be on until the day that we see him, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. But that, That's it. How important is that baseline level of peace? You get what I mean here, right? It's, that so, it's this baseline level. Yeah. I mean, it's so important because it peace is is really everything for us. It, it fulfills us as well. It's contentment. It's the ability to to live life with a sense of rest. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just think back to like Nick Foles when we had him in here and he talked about winning the Super Bowl and a lot of the guys on his team said, you know, I got here and and now I don't I don't know what to do because I've reached everything because there's a lack of peace yeah. in their heart. They still don't feel that fulfillment, that rest. Right. And and Jesus really is the only one who can provide that. Yep. And that's just it. It's that full reliance, peace, meaning that full reliance and trust in God. Because if you're not finding your peace there, you're going to end up searching it in other places, whether it be addictions or shopping or, or whatever, or yep. social media. So it has to be that true peace that begins with him. Yeah. And so if that's you today and you're listening and maybe you're checking us out for the first time or you've been listening in, but you're not sure how you feel about this whole Jesus stuff. Hey, I get that. But I want to encourage you with this, that if you are lacking peace today, stop looking everywhere for it. Trust me when I tell you, and you don't have to take my word for it. I'm, I'm going from the word of God. So search this out for yourself. But peace is only found through Jesus. Peace with God is only found through Jesus. Let me read you one more verse, Romans 5.1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's everywhere in Scripture. And once you start to, to look for it, you see this theme repeated. But the only place you see Prince of Peace is right out of Isaiah 9.6. 
But this theme of having peace with God and that only being through Jesus is everywhere. So search it out if you need to. But my friend, do not delay. Do not spend another sleepless night wrestling over, man, how can I fill this void? How can I finally stop feeling how I'm feeling? Peace with God is the starting point. And then he can begin to do the work in you, begin to heal those wounds and the pain and the anxiety and all of that junk. Start with peace with God. How do you do it? Jonathan, someone who's listening going, man, okay, that sounds pretty good. What's the next step? What do I do? Yeah, the the peace with God, it it comes first by recognizing why we don't have peace with God first. And that is because we've sinned. When we miss the mark, when we make mistakes, big or small, they separate us from God because that makes us imperfect. And God as perfect can't be in the presence of imperfect. However, God knows that and he loves you enough to want to wash the imperfect away. Mm -hmm. And so he sent his own son, Jesus, the son of God, to come and live the life that we couldn't live and pay the price that we couldn't pay so that we could have eternity with him in relationship with him. Yeah. And and that's where the peace comes from. It is the being one with God because Christ has paid our penalty. Um he didn't just pay our penalty, but he conquered death. Yes. He he died and he rose again. And when he rises again, one, it, it proves a couple things to us. One, that he is God mm-hmm. because no one rises from the dead other than God. And secondly, it shows us that we have, this is what we can look forward to, yeah. that, that death can't hold us either when we believe in Jesus. Yeah, so you have that conversation right now. That's good, Young Thunder, where you just honestly talk to God. And trust that he hears you and confess, God, I am a sinner and I need a savior. And I believe that savior is Jesus. So today I turn my life over to you. I repent, I turn and I go a new way. However it comes out, the sincerity of heart is what matters here. It's not getting the words perfect. But if you believe and you confess, you will be saved. So if that's you today, take the time that you need. But we'll be here. Just text the word welcome. We've got something we want to send to you. Text welcome to 312-274-9624. If today you're starting a relationship with Jesus, text welcome to 312-274-9624. Helping you start your day off right. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. Well, it's Freedom Friday here, and I've got a really important question for you. When did you finally get to that place of peace with God? And you're, and it may seem like an odd way of asking for your testimony, but that's ultimately what salvation is, is mm-hmm. finally making peace with God. Because when you surrender with G- to Jesus Christ, you're at peace, and it's only through him that we can have peace with God. Today, we're talking about how he is the Prince of Peace And I'm also using some other verses to kind of help illustrate this. Romans 5.1 is a good one. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2.14, for he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. 
Carl often talks about how we're born with our back to God. And I think that might be a phrase that he coined or maybe he heard it from someone else. But ever since I heard him say it for the first time, I thought that so describes it. Because trying to explain to someone how you're born into sin, sometimes it's like, well, like, are we... When do we sin? It's like, when, no, it's mm-hmm. not like when you commit your first sin. Right. Like when a baby takes his first steps. <laughs> when did baby Junior commit his first sin? It's yeah. not like that. Like you're waiting for that first step. No, it's the condition that we're born into. So I, I love that he describes it born with our back to God because it's not a it's not a choice that you made. Yeah. It's that you were born into a sinful condition with your back to God. And it's only when we turn to him through Jesus Christ, that we can have peace. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, Jonathan, when would you say you finally got to a place of peace with God? Or you don't have to know an exact date, but what describe what that felt like for you. Sure. Well, I think the, the feeling was one of two things. It's one, like, you've been trying to exhale for a long time, and you just can't. Huh. Or, or you've been underwater and you'd feel like you can't breathe. That was kind of the anxiety that I felt. I I really feel God in his grace sent me through a time of, of deep anxiety and depression to bring me to peace with him Hmm. because I thought I had peace with him. I, you know, I saw him as my savior, uh, but I didn't see him as my God, as one to follow, as as my king. Uh, And I didn't really desire having a relationship with him. So it was basically using him. It was an abusive relationship on my side to him. Mm, Uh, And and so God allowed me to go through a a deep time of anxiety to where I felt like I just couldn't breathe, Uh, to where when I finally got it, I was like, okay, I can't have peace with him because I don't have any desire to follow him. And when he put that desire in me and I started to follow him, then I recognized, okay, this, this relationship and that became clear to me. And as that became clear to me, I recognize now his, his forgiveness for me. I recognize his desire to be in relationship with me and that I am at peace with him. So that was a couple years ago uh, that I had that experience. Uh, And, and I think that I really enjoy hearing uh, this now because it is a good reminder. It's important to be constantly reminded this is what it looks like to have peace with God. Uh, and this is how important it is. Like, don't don't forget that you are at peace with God today. Yeah. And that's the most important peace you can have. I've been using this expression uh, like a baseline level peace, and I don't know where that came from, but that's mm. just the best way I can describe it. That it's when you're at peace with God, it's not that all of a sudden you have no troubles or worries. Yeah, correct. It's that yeah. you now have a source that that your eternity, that question of what's going to happen to me is now settled. Mm-hmm. That how am I going to survive this life is settled. All of those big things are settled because yeah. you're at peace with God. He, the finished work of the cross was already done on your behalf. Yeah. So you get to stand in the righteousness of Christ. That is settled. Then that work begins of sanctification, of working out those issues of life, because we still walk in this life and we still have troubles and difficulties. But it's that baseline level of peace, settling that question, I'm following him, I'm serving him, I belong to him, there's nothing that can snatch me out of his hands. 
and he's going to do the work in me. You have to get the baseline peace to get to new levels of peace for all of the trials of life. Marlene is our call-in winner. Marlene, congratulations. You are our call-in winner for 12 Days of Christmas Day 2. Are you excited? I am. I never win anything. Well, there's (laughs) a first time for everything. You do win things. You're going to win a gift that Young Thunder is going to open up for you. Now, would you like us to open a big package or a small package? Ah. A medium size. Medium, medium size. Okay, so Jonathan's okay. going under the tree. All right, here we go. And he's going to look for okay. a medium size package. Okay. Okay, and a super special, Marlene, today is Young Thunder's birthday. So he's going to be opening oh, a wonderful. gift for you how on his birthday. All right. Do how we have old a, is he? 27. Oh, what a wonderful age. Oh, thank you. <laughs> And now, Marlene, this I present is... I remember it fondly. <laughs> oh, I remember good. it fondly. I do, too. I got to, I'm going to have some good memories this okay, year. Okay, so this it. one has three medium boxes that are yes. all gift-wrapped together. Yeah, each one is for you. Let's open it up. And also, before we get into this, can I say our online winner as well? Not yet. Not yet? Let's okay. open the gift first. All right, first. I got to open the gift first. And if then you're we'll online. say our, who our okay. online winner is, you're who's going to get suspense. the same prize as Marlene. Oh, awesome. Okay, You'll learn it after bit. a few more days. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> is uh, It's a calendar verse kind of devotional thing. It's, okay. pray- it's called Prayers and Blessings. That's the first part. We've got more, okay. though. The second thing. Ooh, these are awesome. This is a sunlight nice. alarm clock. It uh, Basically, you set your time, and when you wake up, it kind of mimics the sunlight for you, which helps when you wake up in the winter, especially mm. in Illinois. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I love the sun. I hate this. I hate the sun. <laughs> me too. Aww. Me too, Marlene. And then this final thing. Let me give you some descriptions. This is Please. our most wonderful time of the year gift ah. package. So the Philips Wake Up Sunrise Simulation Lamp. There also is a Herschel over the body bag. Oh, plus very nice. The 2023 Desk Daily Bible Verse Calendar. So you can lend this our our promotions guy, Andrew. This is what he says. He says, get up and go with the gradual rising of the sun, even if it's cloudy outside. Grab your Herschel bag, check the date, get some Bible, (laughs) and then you're out the door with a smile. I love it. I love the creativity here. Marlene, congratulations. And then Jonathan, who is our online winner who's going to get the whole pack as well? Jack from Oaklawn. Jack from Oaklawn. Congratulations. You are also taking home the little prize pack. What was the most wonderful time of the year? Yes. I have this sheet in front of me. And Merry Christmas. Man, there's a lot of good stuff in here. Yes. I'll just tell you that. Absolutely. More great gifts to come. 12 Days of Christmas. Make sure you are signed up. Text the word Christmas to 312-274-9624. We are signing off here on Facebook, but check here every day at 840. Make sure you're entered to win. 12 Days of Christmas continues on Monday. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this show cast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.